Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to my man baggage. It is overflowing with insight and allow me to milk the shaft of conversation and empty that man baggage into your ears. Every week we come back with traits, some of which are disappointingly binary, some of which are disappointingly non-binary, because let's face it, getting angry and binary reaction drives traffic on the internet. So the more binary and reactionary you can be, please subscribe. We started in an area of what's wrong with men, what's going wrong with men. Sadly, it's a chat that's becoming more and more and more freaking relevant with every horrible headline I click on. We're not getting to the bottom of what's going wrong with men's brains, but we are having some fun trying to work out what it is that they're doing different to everyone else. Are they? Are men different? to women in some areas and where they are why is it conditioning is it the patriarchy is it that men are basically a pump on a stick and there isn't much other hardware going on i like it stick goes funny stick down end of day is that more or less the complete manual so yes we started it in a sort of let's all have a hug in a circle and have our digestive biscuits and coffee male mental health area but i've realized very quickly some men need humor to have serious discussions and you know, without giving any details away, again this week, two messages which were hard to get through. They were so unbelievably, um, well, the content people were confiding in me that they'd not confided in other people by a DM on Instagram. I can only assume we're doing the right thing here and that humour does unlock things in certain types of men that are not being unlocked elsewhere. And so talking of unlocking, I want to move on to a subject today which is so divisive, whether it's gender divisive, I don't know, stubbornness stubbornness and what a panel I have two stubbornly brilliant people someone who I just keep stalking and using on everything I do Johnny Cochran is in the house I'm going to go into his head and his man baggage and emptying it if I haven't got him trying to be an expert on subjects on Radio 4 I've got him on here being grilled about the patriarchy Johnny how are you yeah very good very good and yeah I've taken it as a compliment that you've got me on for a stubbornness episode Um, (laughs) you know I I don't know if that's what I radiate from my character but yeah no I've been accused of being stubborn in the past so um, hopefully I can illuminate our audience today with uh, different views on on stubbornness. Uh, And it's something you would always stubbornly deny as well, being stubborn, ironically. And (laughs) we could just make this with three blokes sat round all talking about their feelings. And I'm sure it would still be interesting, but it wouldn't explain the high degree of female listenership we have. In fact, it's creeping up to like 65, 35. Gentlemen, please subscribe. I can only assume it's girls wanting to know how the man brain works, tuning in 
for the secrets. So we always have a strong auditor in the building to make sure we're not drifting into sexy stereotypes or stuff that's just way off. And I've got one of a force of nature here today. Last time I worked with her, managed to sneak a picture of her vagina onto live TV at lunchtime. No, it was a dick. It was a dick, sorry. I mean... (laughs) Sorry, Grace Campbell, for getting the genital that you put in lunchtime telly. Yeah, it's important, Russell. I've been reading, you did something with your vagina recently, didn't you? Didn't you put a sculpture of it and stick it on the wall and make your dad look at it or something like that? No, my ex-boyfriend made, when we first got together, he made me a pot of my vagina, like went to a pottery class and made it. That's it. it. That's great. And I made the whole family have a look. That's it. I knew uh, there was something in the trauma part of my brain to do with your vagina being. <laughs> I just muddled it up with the dick that was on air while my earpiece was melting from the gallery going, don't talk to Grace anymore. <laughs> I, I think I'm in that part of that trauma now. Please tell me more, Grace. I mean, how did he How did he get the, yeah. you know, the dimensions, That's if you like, a, for sculpting? How did he take the mould? Just say it, John. Yeah, exactly. You know how what? did he take the mould? He, firstly, he did it from memory, but, like, he did not yeah. do it justice. So, so if a man hold on a second just to be clear Grace if a man is sculpting your vagina from memory he's spending quite a long time down there down can there. you not blow your biscuits a little bit quicker he spent enough time down there because it was not accurate <laughs> it's much better in the flesh honestly some of the sessions I could already describe in binary code they've gone on for so long please god my neck I've still got osteoporosis from an ex five years ago <laughs> Right, we're talking about stubbornness. So I'll try and define stubbornness for you. In fact, I've got a sort of dictionary definition here. Having or showing dogged determination not to change one's attitude or position on something, especially in spite of good arguments or reasons to do so. This is the key thing, a determination not to change. So stubborn is the confirmation of a, of a negative, if you like. So we'll move on to different types of um, stubbornness, but I'm going to have to ask you off the bat, Grace Campbell, are men more stubborn than women, in your opinion, or is it a non-binary subject? I really don't associate stubbornness with gender at all because I would say I'm the most stubborn person in my world, in my life, and then my best friend, who's a gay guy, is the second most stubborn person I know. We're both Tauruses, and I think... I don't know, like... I think it's so down to personality. And I remember last time I did your podcast, like all of my references with men are men I've been in relationships with. Some boyfriends Mm. I've had have been so easy to sort of mould around me or what I want to do. And then other people just absolutely can't do that. I think that's down to their personalities. Mm. But what about how the world perceives stubbornness? You know, if we get a brother and sister equally stubborn with the same temperaments, are the world going to perceive them differently? You know, it's a great question. And um, like Grace, I I don't think it's necessarily gender-specific stubbornness. I think it's certainly I could tell you, you know, a female example of someone as stubborn as the most stubborn male uh, example I might give you. But the issue, what I would say, is I think that society encourages men to be stubborn. That's what I would say about it. I, I think that being headstrong and driven and all of these characteristics that we would like to encourage men to be in the example of what a strong man is perceived to be is something that, you know, is often, as I say, it's a badge of honour for men, whereas with women, being too stubborn can often, certainly in society's eye, be something like, oh, what, you're not not really amenable here you're not really malleable enough to fit round you know all of the constraints that society will need you to do and and ultimately serve men within the patriarchy so I definitely think that one way or another men are encouraged to be more 
if not encouraged, they're allowed to be more stubborn, starting from a very, you know, young age when I've got my toddler son and it's, oh, yeah, he's just headstrong, he's boyish, he's a bit of a lad, he knows yeah, what he yeah. wants and that. Whereas a girl, hey, listen, come on, love, calm it down. I don't say this, I haven't got a daughter, so no. don't before you <laughs> accuse me of anything. But so, um, <laughs> you know, in general, I think it's something that is in, at least accepted more within men, if not encouraged. What sort of things are you stubborn about, Grace? Well, I just want to quickly say, like, I actually think being really stubborn is a bad character trait. Like, I think there's a fine line. I think as I've gotten older, I'm 27 now, I used to be unnecessarily stubborn and wouldn't, like, reflect on my own behaviour and would never stop and be like, okay, you're saying I do this repeatedly. Maybe I should actually try and change. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a fine line. Um, I just, I'm very particular with what I want and how I want things to go. And then if they don't always go my way, like people I've been in relationships with always say it's like, you think the world sort of revolves around you. I don't think that's a good characteristic trait. I don't brag about that. It's just like, that's how I've ended up to be and I'm trying to work on it. It's not actually healthy or productive. So coming back to like men, like I agree, like it's definitely something that's more used against women. But even I think it's a bit sad that like for like men are celebrated for being really stubborn because that's a bit sad because I don't think that's the best way to be. Grace, are you particularly stubborn about pottery? And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dimensions of genitalia. Take it back that, and make the clip bigger. <laughs> that is very unrealistic. It's a shambles. I want another bowl now. I want another fistful of clay. <laughs> It was too pink. I was like, it's not that pink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not okay. yet it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Just about getting away with that in 20... If you're listening to this in 2024, quite right to cancel me. That has aged very badly. So I'm permission to 2024 to cancel me. Uh, no, but what, what are you stubborn about? Come on, Grace. Uh, okay, but what is stubbornness? Because I'm saying, like, specifically, yeah, if somebody doesn't, like, do what I want them to do or, like, see me when I want them to see me or, like, wear what... Like, no, that sounds really bad. But like, I Jesus used to be, Christ. I used to be really like very difficult with my ex-boyfriend. I'd be like, "What are you going to wear to my show tonight?" And he'd be like, "I don't know. I'm going to wear an outfit." And I'd be like, "I want to know what you're going to wear. Like, I want to like bet your outfit." Yeah, this was when I was younger. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to grow up. Grace, Grace Bundy, <laughs> <laughs> dress pretty for me, Prince, or I'll hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Back into the cellar. Yeah, I'm just levelling out the playing field, you know. It's not just men that are like this. Not just men are like crazy controlling boyfriends. Um... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? 
Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, stubbornness, like I said, it's a determination not to change one's attitudes. I mean, not to apologise is quite a... Uh, we've done apologies before, but, you know, admit you're wrong. Well, I'm not wrong, though. We, we, you know, it's a valid route. It wasn't that we turned a left, it should have been a right. No, stubborn fucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think broadly, you know, you're talking about the ability to understand that you're not always right. And the mm. way that you see things, there may be more than one way to you know, perceive a situation and ultimately be able to climb down from that. Because the one thing I would say is I, I am quite headstrong. I mean, a lot of the people, even in our industry, a lot of the people are going to be headstrong because, you know, there are some exceptions to that rule. But largely, you know, if you're not kind of driven and headstrong in the sense that, you know, you believe in yourself and what you want to do, it's a hard game to be in. Mm. But I do also try to marry that with an ability to try to see things from someone else's perspective and also know that things aren't as black and white as they always seem, you know, and there can be just two people can be right, you know, and just see things in different ways. And I think that sometimes, you know, stubborn people in general, but again, to come back to the kind of gender roles around it, I think men are encouraged to double down on their way of seeing things, particularly when we look at what this notion of being a strong man and someone who is capable of leading a household which we clearly know you know are still ideas that permeate different you know areas of society and different males that idea is that if you go back on the way that you see things you're somehow capitulating it's not seen as a strength to be able to climb down on how you originally uh, saw it and show an adaptability which actually means that you are you know a, a stronger character if you can take other people's views on board and, and change as you go. Grace, did you ever do the silent treatment as a way of doing stubbornness? Or are you always, like I'm, I'm Mr. Verbal, just non-stop talk, wall of noise, Phil Spector, without the sex abuse. I'm trying to be better at the silent treatment because historically my way of dealing with any kind of conflict is like sending like 500 messages and like overwhelming people with my opinions Same. in the That's hope it. that they'll like change their mind when mm-hmm. it's clear that they're not going <laughs> to change their mind and I'm just pissing them off and making them not want to talk to me. So that's something I'm trying to do at the moment is just be able to be like, you know what, they don't agree with me right now. Because what you're saying is very true. It's like we all have different perspectives all the time and stubbornness is essentially refusing to see things from other people's perspectives and I have famously not been very good at that in my life. So like that's something that I am really trying to do at the moment is to be able to stop and be like, maybe they're just thinking that this is a different situation to what I think it is. And maybe I need to just walk away right now and calm down. That's the growth mindset, babe. Thanks. I, I mean, I, I must have recommended this book a hundred times on this bloody podcast. It's called Black Box Thinking by Matthew Said. And it's all about the industries that are most successful are the ones that have the best black boxes. Obviously, airlines actually have black boxes. And what happens is every time a plane crashes, every bit of information about that mistake is taken out of that black box and fed back into the industry. Very rarely are those mistakes repeated. An industry with no black box, like um, a hospital and surgeons, where everyone's like, oh my God, he was tired, let's cover it, and covers everyone's asses. People die on the table, mistakes are made all the time. 
The more you can bring black box thinking into your life, oh my God, I crashed, we had an argument, I didn't take the bins out, it was my turn, and unpack that black box and actually look at what went wrong on the runway during takeoff and during flight, the more you will grow, ladies and gentlemen. Simple as that. Let's just turn this into a my therapy session really quickly. Let's do it. Because I see that, like when it happens, I'm like, if I hadn't done this, this conflict wouldn't have happened and then this wouldn't have happened, right? But what I am bad at is that turning into muscle memory in my brain. Mm -hmm. So like later on, weeks, months, the same thing will happen. And I haven't recalled in that moment that I already know deep down that reacting in the way I'm about to react will not be productive. And, and it's also particularly difficult if you're having an emotional reaction because an emotional reaction sort of bubbles up like magma in your throat before the brain has gone, hang on, like the bouncers have just temporarily turned away and a couple of yobs have run into the nightclub of your mind. So that's one thing that might be happening. I've definitely suffered with that when I was younger, before I went on my journey, this sort of... <laughs> Thailand? So, yeah, yes, Thailand? yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, getting the emotional and the intellectual to speak to each other. So I actually separate them out. Like, what is this issue here? Am I slamming a door when I can't find my car keys because I've forgotten my learnings from last time, like you're saying? Or am I failing to realize an emotional reaction is happening and then you need to leverage the intellectual part of your brain to talk to that and get processes in place that catch it as it's happening you can't just go oh yeah yeah i stormed out and slammed the door there because i couldn't find my car keys you got that right so next time i feel that magma welling up my chest i'm going to do this i'm going to sit down and count to ten. i'm going to rub my ear off but just to have the dialogue starting with yourself johnny are you are you a silent treatment well, kind of a little bit, but I I don't necessarily because you know you you've painted it quite well there between you know the battle the square yeah. off between the emotions and and the intellect if you like. But in my marriage, the way it's worked, and I think the reason why we're still sane at this stage through a lockdown <laughs> and a young child is when we we did a bit of travelling also in Southeast Asia, and we were actually in Vietnam finding ourselves, and um, <laughs> and basically we met this old couple. And there's this guy that looked like Bill Gates, and he was out there. And, and was he vaccinating everyone by any chance? It basically, he was on his tablet just controlling people in Stoke who'd, had, who'd been double jabbed. So, so um, he, he, you know, he was. It was a Microsoft tablet, of course. But yeah, no, he's. Yeah. Um, he basically was like, we were sitting down, and we had to have this communal meal. And I said they were advertising like those sanctimonious old couples do. We've been married for fifty years. It's like, yeah. oh, like, get a grip, you know what I mean? Um, but. Ultimately, I said, right, okay. Uh, I don't actually mean that. I, I said, you know, give me the reason why you've been married so long, what, what happened. And he said, the key to a long marriage is not staying mad at each other. And basically, my wife and I both saw that. We had an independent arbitrator to give us those rules, a person with success in this field. Can I ask a question? Before that, did you stay mad for too long? I would have, yeah. yeah. I, I had a, I had a um, predisposition to do it a bit more, for sure. But between us, because what I, what I guess I'm saying is it doesn't really matter what the rule is. If you agree as a couple, whether, you know, it's an arbitrary rule, but we both saw that guy tell us from a place of success that the key is to not stay mad for too long. So sometimes when we have a, a row, and even when I'm like, she's doing my head in, really annoyed me, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes my wife will come down and go, remember what Bill Gates said? You know, and, nice. and not vaccine stuff, not vaccines, no. like the real no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> malaria nets. No, the uh, <laughs> on our wedding, Lindsay's dad in his speech said, just don't go to sleep in an argument. So try and resolve it before you go to sleep. Mm. It's almost good impossible. advice. Like, that is good advice. Impo- that is impossible, though, isn't it? When you want to punch each other's faces in uh, on the on the pillow. And you're like, and I just fall asleep and the, and the seething argument just seeps into my body. But something magical happens over, overnight, really. A good night's sleep. <laughs> 
Um, hold on a second. Let me give you a few, uh, a few more examples just to try and work out how you both work and then we'll move on to other stuff. Food choice. It's a sharing platter. We go to a restaurant, Grace. It's an established relationship, so you're not trying to impress the boyfriend. You know, it's up and running and it's a sharing platter and he doesn't eat certain things and you don't eat certain things. How stubborn are you on stuff like that? Well, actually, I've been thinking about this recently because, like, when I got with my ex-boyfriend, one of the things that used to fucking piss me off was that he didn't like sweet potato. Sweet potato is, like, foundation food for me because I'm a vegetarian. And we used to have so many arguments about it, but I always moved over on that. I would never make him eat sweet potato. I'm very specific about what alcohol I drink. Food, literally, every meal I've had, the best meal I've ever had will always be my last meal. Like, I don't give a fuck about food. It's like, whatever. Like, I'll eat it to, like, not get too fucked and throw it up. I'm going to guess it's sweet potato. Well, I love (laughs) It's always the last meal. If it was the meal deal from Sainsbury's, it's the best meal I had. Same with, like, best sex I've ever had. It's the most recent orgasm I've had. But with alcohol... I, wonder, I did wonder why you were late for the zoo. Because <laughs> you were late, Russell. I know. My, my orgasm was also great. Thank you. <laughs> alcohol and where I sit, as in spatially, if I go into a restaurant and I don't like where the table is, I have really an issue with it. Like, I have to right. move. I'm very specific with where I sit, and I will kick up a bit of a fuss on that, but... You're into your feng shui, are you? Yeah, I'm very, very... It has, I have to have my like back facing a wall. I like to be able to see all exits. I like to be able to see people coming in and out. You, oh, know. you must love aeroplanes then. Well, and, uh, you know, book ahead. Choose your seat. Johnny, it's not your turn to take the bins out. You did it last time. And yet, she's like, come on, mate, just do it, please. Please, I'm knackered. Would you be like, it's not the point, it's your turn? No, there is no turns with bins. It's always my turn. That's the role <laughs> in our house of traditional gender roles where it does kick in, Good. where it's it's just almost assumed that the man is taking out the bins. This is what I used to say. Like, you know, I'd meant, I brought this up before. No wonder why men die younger. We're always doing the unsanitary shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, when the bin juice is running the stuff, my wife won't go anything near it. She piles up shit on top of the bin like it's Jenga and then just lets me deal with the rest bin of Jenga. it. You know what I mean? I hate yeah, bin It's Jenga. the last thing you need. But when you, you know, you brought up the subject of food and this, this does get me going a bit, right? Because when you're talking about sharing platters and things like that, my wife, I mean, she knows who I am now. She chose to marry me. This is who I am, Okay. If I've opened a pack of crisps, don't ask me for one. There is no one, okay? It's my pack of crisps. I want to eat that pack of crisps. If I'm ordering a curry, you're not having any of that curry. Do you not That's share just a, not... It's, not it's, it's, mm. There is no sharing what about, uh, what about a naan dipped in your sauce to try it? That, feel, that you know to me what? feels fair. <laughs> I have it, and I'm pleased that you're now entertaining the visual platform <laughs> of this thing, so the listeners or the viewers can actually see my face because I'll, I will... <laughs> Let that happen, but this is my face. Yeah, go on, do it. Even a sauce tip's only fair. Come on. No, I mean, I'll do it, but begrudgingly. Okay, that is the end of part one. Uh, I was going to go through in one go, but my producer's quite stubborn, so we're going to take a break here. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 